This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! So, uh, what's up with you, Hipcats? I've been working on some questions for you guys. Perfect. Ask away. I would like to answer them. Well, do we want to... Yeah, do you guys want the questions, yeah. do we want to um, get this week in wrestling out of the way? This week in wrestling. Nothing worthwhile happened. Mike, how was Ring of Honor? <laughs> Ring of Honor was amazing. I uh, You can read all about it on the wrestlinginsomniac.com. But uh, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, we get there, of course, and the big dilemma once we got there. First of all, we got there. We parked in the normal spot, and the parking attendant wasn't out there yet. So we got free parking. Nice. Boom. Uh, Boom. And then, yeah, and then it was 90 degrees out, and uh, one of the requirements for me is to uh, fetch my wife a Jimmy John sandwich from Jimmy John's. Yes. Because we don't have those in Maine. Yeah. And right. She to, Which is crazy. Yeah. The closest well, we one is Lowell, Massachusetts, actually. Yeah, we don't have them here either, but I I know of them because I you know spent most of my youth in Massachusetts. Yeah, I I have. <laughs> Jimmy John's at least once a week for lunch. Ronnie has Jimmy John's at least once a week for lunch. So uh, when she was living in Kentucky for six years, I think it was, she went to Jimmy John's a lot. And um, like I said, they don't have them up here. So whenever I go on a wrestling excursion, if I go near Jimmy John's, I'm Jimmy John's. I'm required to, to pick one up, which is cool. What's funny is the kids I go with, and I call them kids because I'm 10 plus years older than all of them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyways, they all think they like they know that that's that has to happen, and so right. we're sitting there at uh, the. For, we went to this pizza place for dinner, and we ordered. And we're sitting there, and, and like, I go, yeah, I didn't bring a cooler or a bag or anything with me, and it's 90 degrees outside. I don't think I'm gonna be able to get that sandwich. And they were just like, oh no, that's not good. <laughs> and I go, yeah. And so it was a it was a it was a real dilemma. And Mikey is just like, well, there's a CVS down the road. I mean, like, maybe we can get a cooler, this or that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think we can do that. And so then I, I looked up what time they closed. They closed at 2 a.m. Nice. So solid. Went and picked it up yeah. after the show. Because uh, the last ROH, or your your first ROH live event, right? In September? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we, t- you and I just had an episode where we talked about it. That's where you uh, met Cody Rhodes, right? Or did no, you? Or is no. that Dalton? That's where I met Dalton Castle. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I remember Rhodes that was at, the big thing that they asked you like six times if if you got the sandwich or not. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but when I went to, and it was September, and it was like. 50 degrees, you know, it was safe to sit in the vehicle while we were in the venue. There was no worries about anything happening to it. And the right. previous time was March, and we, you know, so it was fine. But in July or June, when it's 90 out, that's not going to sit well. Um, but anyway, so at, I met uh, Cody Rhodes at Limitless Wrestling this past March. 
Uh, but at this show, oh yeah, that's right. That's at right. this show, the only person I did a photo with is Kushida. I got him to sign a card for me. Mm-hmm. But I really wish now, in hindsight, I would have also met uh, El Tarib because, yeah, he was awesome. And um, nice. yeah, they were the two uh, CMLL guys that came up. And in the opening match, well, let me rephrase that. The, uh, they had an internet-exclusive match, which was a six-man tag that was solid, and then they had a Women of Honor dark show match that was advertised. The six-man tag was not. So then they had the Women of Honor dark uh, dark match that I don't know if it was on this week or not, but it's going to be on at some point. And then the pay-per-view started at 9 o'clock, and it was the Kingdom against uh, Ultimo Guerrero and El Tarib. And uh, there's this spot where... If you watch the pay-per-view, you got to watch it where El Tarif somehow backs Vinny Marseglia in the corner and just literally starts just slapping the shit out of him. It was awesome. And I don't know how it captured on like the pay-per-view, but the live crowd, there was lots of ooing and owing because it was, <laughs> it was really like I felt bad for the guy. At the same time, I, I thought it was really cool. Nice. Yeah. But no, it was an awesome pay-per-view. Like after every match, Roy would say, "This is, that was a really great match." I'm like, "Yeah, it was." <laughs> like, they just, like overall, as a show, top to bottom, it was better than All Star Extravaganza Eight. Mm-hmm. However, okay. nothing topped Ladder Wars. Right. Yeah. Mm. But you know, it was cool. It was cool being there to see the uh, Dalton Castle and the boys win the six-man tags. It was. Oh, really that was big. such a good match. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great match. You know, I gotta say, um, uh, the, the Briscoe brothers and Bully Ray, it's a really great six-man tag combo. Really? The, like, I think so. Like their styles. Like, if you're gonna put like three guys together like that, with the, like the yeah. only guy I could think of you'd put with the Briscoes basically is Bully Ray. Yeah, you know, like I, yeah. So they're a real formidable-looking six-man team, but man, Dalton Castle and the boys winning the belts was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. And they yeah, told yeah. they told a fantastic story in the match as far as that, how uh, I was going to say that with Jay trying to get at them. Did you? Did I don't? I know they they aired a promo for the live audience, but I don't know if yeah, it was on the pay per view. The one they where Frisco kept swearing and they kept beeping him out because he <laughs> he was super angry and wanted to kill the boys. Um, yeah, yeah okay. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, okay, I wasn't sure. Well, when they find when he finally gets in the ring, you know, and he goes after him, and then they not shot him, and then they kind of get the upper hand on him for a little bit. So it even it dragged it out even more before, and then finally when he got his hands on him, holy crud! Like he was lighting those guys up, and I they came by us at the, after the match, or whatever, and their chests were already bruised and one of them was even bleeding from all the chops and, and everything because he was just hitting them so damn hard but yeah that was it was a great story it was awesome uh seeing dalton castle get the win uh and then yep. win the six-man tags that was pretty cool and and castle's entrance live is just insane the best it is so good both times i've seen it like when he brings his cape up and the fans throw the streamers, that visual is just and his music with it all, ah, it's amazing. Yep. It is just amazing. But yeah, I loved it. And then, yeah, it's uh, interesting to know that people bring the streamers. Yes, those are not those are brought like they were not handing those out before sh- the show at all. Those were fans bring those. Like now, you see I'm people coming in started. with bags of streamers. 
<laughs> you know, because I know, I mean, obviously now everyone knows that you do it. Yeah. But I'm, I, I got to go back and see if I can find like older matches and see when it really started to happen. Like the OG, the OG streamer the, guy. Right yeah. off the top of my head. Well, that's it's a Japanese thing. It really started in Japan. But oh, okay. what's funny is they don't do that a lot in Japan anymore. Like I'm, I don't know if it's frowned upon, but like you know, I don't. They don't do that in New Japan hardly at all anymore. They do hmm. it on like a lot of the smaller indie shows now. I don't know if New Japan's, cause, but they used to always do it in New Japan. I don't know if like a new rule they're like we're not doing streamers anymore because we want to be different. But yeah. um, I remember if you watch, there's a uh, the, the one that stands out was CM Punk's last match in Ring of Honor, and it's probably on his DVD. So whenever that was, 10 years ago, 12 years ago now, yeah, um, huh. there's a shot it's in Chicago where they throw the streamers and he drops on his knees as the streamers surround him. So, I mean, you know, they were throwing them back then. Mm. Huh. Um, but anyways, yeah, seeing Cody Rhodes in the, uh, w- you know, win, the, win his first world title was pretty cool just because of the Rhodes name and everything, you know. Right, right. yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, it was an awesome night. And you called it, right? Yeah, I did. You I did. you were you were you went to two ROH pay per views, yep. hoping to see two title changes yep. each time. Yeah. So, main event wise, this isn't a part of our twenty one questions, but yep. main event wise, was this one better than the one from September? main event wise like oh, match no, quality because, wise no no because ladder wars oh ladder wars was main event last okay, okay. last year and T- title match wise then oh um yeah this was better than adam cole and michael elgin yeah i i'm gonna say unpopular opinion with you mike yeah i like this match better than ladder wars oh come on you liked cody rhodes and and, mm-hmm. and christopher daniels better than ladder wars I did, oh, and I'll wow. tell you why. Okay. Well, you because, don't like Young Bucks, for yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's part oh, of it. Oh, that but helps. That's true. For for me, and it's not even that. Like, I, I enjoy a good ladder match, but, you know, I, I think it's part of where I am right now with professional wrestling, where I, I prefer, like, a great story in a match, like the, the Briscoes and Dalton Castle. You know, where he's like chomping at the bit to get in. He finally gets, you know, everything, mm-hmm. you know, everything leading up to it. When a match is like just all high spots. Yep. It never gives you a chance to come down and like really appreciate the spots, if you know what I mean. No, I do. I do what you're saying. So, you know, I mean, look, it, it wasn't a bad match. It was entertaining as hell. But personally, I think that the story and everything and the finish and, you know, how everything played out with Cody Rhodes, that match absolutely for me would be better. Okay, I can appreciate that. I I, uh, I totally right. can appreciate that. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> uh, percent. Um. Anyhow, no, it was a uh, it was a great pay per view, and we sat in the same exact seats we sat last time, so which was nice because I really enjoy being right there on the aisle, slapping hands, slapping hands, taking good yeah. pitches. Yeah. Yeah. That the, one picture of um that you snapped of Cody. 
Oh, yeah. Was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, uh, not, not to toot my own horn, but I've seen, like, the, the other ringside photographers, <laughs> and I've seen other pictures that people took, and on and on and on. Pretty sure mine was the best, because it was straight yeah. on. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I always like that when, uh, when, uh, because to me, like, I hate how wrestlers treat the title belts like props, and how they, they, they just, they, quote unquote, don't mean anything, or, I hate it when they just trade them around all the time. Like, because growing up, like, and, and I know times are different, but when I was growing up, when I was a kid, like, they were always presented to mean something. Like, they are important. You know, like, I grew up, when I was a kid, you gotta understand, Hulk Hogan was champion, and Ric Flair was champion, and they were long term champions. You know, Macho Man Savage was the IC champ for over a year. I mean, it meant something when Ricky Steamboat beat him for the belt. It meant something when Hogan got screwed out of the title and then Macho Man won the belt and had his almost year long run with it. I mean, right. when Ric Flair had the title, every you know, and, you know, they always made it a big deal. They made it like, this is our world champion, you know? And then now it's just, it's been so watered down all the time with. with WWE and everything, and and that's very frustrating. And Ring of Honor, I mean, uh, Ring of Honor is, is always kind of really done good, presenting their, you know, making their champion mean something, and, and as New Japan Pro Wrestling does as well. Um, so to me, it was really refreshing, and it was really awesome and cool to see Cody pick up the win, have the emotional reaction that he had when he won, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it it meant something to him. Yeah. So right. yeah. I just so I was really glad I got to be there for that. To me, that's kind of like history because I just is. And, and the cool tweet that Daniel Bryan sent out about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, and I loved how he put out the other one hashtag trolling all the time too, because uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the idea of thinking that September twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle again is pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, that'd be fun. If you're still champ, maybe I'll come take that from you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I Which just, is awesome because I would like to know when like his current contract runs out. Apparently, September twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, is when yeah. he's clear to wrestle again. So. Well, I thought that was just when he was like when he would break. I'm, I I'm guessing I that's when his contract is expired of- and his no compete clause is over. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure that it ends in, like, the late summer. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm sure that's, I'm sure, like, he's got that figured out to the day. Like, yeah. He's basically said from the get-go, I'm going to wrestle again. And okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess, for me, I didn't take it as, like, his, that was the day his contract and all that stuff is runs out or whatever. I yeah. took it as, like, when he was ROH champion, like, that would be the day... Or the day after Cody would break his run or whatever, so oh, I guess that's how I see I what you're saying. It. And so he was gonna have to come the day early or whatever before. All right, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, so that his reign isn't as long as Daniel Bryan's was. Right, right, correct. Or I'm sorry, Bryan Danielson, because yes. that's who he'll be again. Yes. I don't how see confusing. him working. Yeah, I don't see him working small independent shows like even Limitless in Maine or something like that. If he's coming back, he's probably wrestling Ring of Honor and New Japan. And maybe like Rev Pro over in the UK, but uh, and PWG. Oh yeah, I could totally see him going to PWG. Because I I remember a podcast that he was on that said that he loved that one. So if he ever yeah. went back to the Indies, he would do that one um, for sure. You know they're announcing the competitors for the uh, 
Battle of Los Angeles 2016. Oh, already? Yeah, and I because it's September. It's like the first weekend in September. You I, mean I, 2017? I'm, yeah, I'm. Oh, Jesus, 2017. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Back in time. Yeah, I'm like I'm pretty sure they announced those, and we saw the event, man. Yeah. Um. Anyways, one of the names that's sticking out to me that's going to be there is um. Obviously, it's not sticking out too much. Yeah, well, I'm trying to find the list right here. Anyway, Donovan Dijak. Oh. Yeah, so they've announced Donovan Dijak's going to be there. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. Um, they've also announced is it Ray Phoenix, well, Phoenix is going to be in it this year. And then Walter is going to be in it. And Walter is basically the trainer for WXW over in Germany. He's like a big big barrel type guy and he's pretty damn awesome so that's that's gonna be exciting to see him over here um the other competitors desmond xavier uh flamita keith lee uh, and travis banks yeah so some good names already uh names mm-hmm. that you may not have heard of before <laughs> but yeah. uh I'll, I'll just leave it at this if they're booking them for bola then you can yeah. Rest assured that they're worth yeah, watching. Yeah, that they are absolutely. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, it's not. It's not like that. You know, some like B grade tournament that you might get. You know, somewhere yeah. else. Like you know, anyone that they bring in is gonna be pretty much a superstar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Somehow we need to get Nick a PWG, a Bola pay per view. Well. Because I think he would really dig it. He probably would. He probably would. I I, I can contest it. But he, but it's not the glitz and glam that he enjoys the most. True. You know what I'm saying? True. So yeah. So it could be a fifty fifty thing. Um, but stepping back in time a little bit, just real quick to close out Ring of Honor. At the end of the show, I managed to grab a picture with Carrie Silken. And okay. he is, I'm, I'll just, he's the Vince McMahon of Ring of Honor. Right. I was going to say, he's, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, it's cool. He sits, comes out, and he talks to the fans, and he greets everybody. He thanks them for coming. He watches the matches at ringside. Uh, he had a little bit of angle, this this uh, pay-per-view with Cody at one point. But, uh, yeah. Jay Lethal versus Silas Young was a great match. Really? Like, um when Lethal came out, like his entrance music kicked on, so we were all back too, at least, you know, on our side, because the entranceway is behind us, so we kind of look back to to watch him come out, and then when they come down, you know, we rotate. Well, we're waiting for Lethal to come out. <coughs> yeah. We're waiting for Lethal to come out, and uh, he comes through the crowd, and he cracks a Beer City Bruiser with a chair. Like, it jumped me. It was so loud, and it was on the other side of the ring. Like it was just. Did you guys see that at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know how it came across on the pay per view. It sounded like an explosion. Like yeah. I was just. It was like holy shit. Like it obviously <laughs> made us all turn around. And then and then when they brought beers, uh, the bruiser by us to take him to the back, you could see the marks on his back from the chair. Like you know, from the, the 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 posts and everything like that on the chair. So yeah, it was he walloped that man. Walloped. Yeah, him. the the worst part about that match was um, 
there's this one guy in the audience who kept yelling stuff when they were like outside the ring, <laughs> fighting like right by the crowd. <laughs> it's just so distracting. <clears throat> I'm trying to enjoy the match, and I just hear this guy going, "Yeah, yeah." I didn't say yeah, yeah. I was saying, saying get, get him lethal. Get him. Get him lethal. <laughs> Lay it into him lethal. I was encouraging him to beat him up. Oh, God, that was you should so have awesome. been an impartial witness. Yeah, I tell you, if Ring of Honor <laughs> comes back, we've all decided if Ring of Honor comes back to Lowell again for a pay per view, there's no way we're not going. Like as long as they keep coming to that venue for a show, we're gonna find our way there. Yeah. Because they're yeah. just they're awesome, absolutely awesome. I'm but definitely anyways, gonna have to try and figure out how to get there myself. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. Next time, if they go to Lowell again, we just you just gotta come up. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's you what gotta, I'm saying. You gotta come up. But um, no, we uh, see. I got the coming up here. It's a week from Friday. A week from tomorrow. Yeah, a week from tomorrow in Fairfield, Davy Boy Smith Jr. is gonna be there. Ooh. Yeah. He's and, tearing it up in New Japan lately. Yeah, yeah, he's been in New Japan a little bit lately. Uh, so he's gonna be there, and uh, I got uh, I got myself a, uh, a Davy Boy Smith Jr. Japanese card to hopefully get signed, and I got a nice. course I got a David Hart Smith card from the WWE to get signed. So hopefully get those signed, and then I uh, July the twenty first I have Limitless Wrestling ticket for that show. Nice. At, uh, is that the? I just looked at it today too. Is that the one that Sammy Callahan's going to be there too? Sammy Callahan's going to be there. Donovan Dijak's going to be there. Ray Phoenix is going to be there. Him and yeah. Air Fox are teamed up against uh, Anthony Green and Ace Romero. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, super crazy's on the show. Yeah. So yeah, super crazy against. I, I was trying to think of the name of the pay per view, yeah. but I couldn't. Yeah, this so. is something in gold or something yeah I like can't that. think of the title of the show either but anyway it's going to be an awesome show so I got that and then I just bought uh, yeah, I bought a couple cheapy tickets to WWE August the 12th in Augusta take my son I'm so excited for you to see a 28 minute Roman Reigns promo to open the show <laughs> I'll just watch something on my phone I, instead I'm so excited for your son my son's going to have a fantastic time because my son loves wrestling and he's very excited to see Finn Balor in person for the first time. Yeah, it's going to be so great when they put him in a 10-man tag match against like a whole bunch of nobodies and hey, he gets he, like three he, seconds in the ring to do he, nothing. As long as he wins, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they've actually added John Cena. WWE's now Uh-oh. advertising John Cena to be there. With that, that'll be okay. Yeah, and then allegedly the revival. So I'm excited yeah. to see the revival for the first time in person. This will actually be my first time seeing Finn in person. So, yeah. But what the hell? He'll have a yeah. blast. Yeah. It's wrestling. Yeah. It's it's not about you this time, Mike. Nope, it's not. And I haven't <laughs> been to I haven't been to a WWE show and. Uh, well, since when Paul and I and I, I took the kids, and we went, it was December of 2015, so, yep, anyways, so, uh, oh yeah, look at that, well, just, I guess, install now, my phone's gonna install an update, so, Ron, you had questions? 
I did. See, uh, we had a couple of feedback about how um, when Aaron asked us questions. Of course, this is different because we're all three on the same call, right? Right. right. But before I wasn't on the call, it was kind of like the love connection wrestling style because we weren't on the same show, but magically, editing-wise, we were. So I thought it'd be fun if I asked you guys some follow-up questions or different questions. Sure. And sure. Um, well, I also had um, one of our one of our new listeners, Carolyn, <coughs> who's a fan of uh, of what did you watch this week, uh, inquiring about why we hate Roman Reigns so much. And yeah, I, I said, "There's not enough." <laughs> not enough characters on Twitter. Yeah, not enough characters on Twitter to say, but I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it this week on the show. I figured we'd close out the show with that. Oh, okay. Okay, so you want to end the show on a downside? Well, do you? <laughs> would you like to do that now and then end the show on the questions? That's up to you guys. I don't care. <sighs> well, we're already started, so I may as well do that now. Let's do. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I will okay. give my answer. Yes. Okay. I am bored by him. That is why I don't like him. The thing is, he very, 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 very seldomly loses a singles match. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been pin clean more than, I don't know, eight times that I can think of. If he does lose, it's always some weird garbage. Right, there's and a distraction, there's a run It's in. something. The, only, something. the last ridiculous. time I can think of one off the top of my head was when he lost to Balor the qualifying match for the universal title right so you know and and how long ago was that almost a year exactly so for me i i don't hate him but i don't like the character that he is because it's 99 percent predictable and it's not going to change ever here's here's what i don't like about him um i agree with you aaron 100 percent when he was a snarky, arrogant heel in Florida Championship Wrestling, who came off like as a douchebag, I thought he was great, personally. When he uh, was in the Shield, I enjoyed all three members of the Shield thoroughly. Yep. Like I really liked the Shield as a unit. When they split him up, I didn't like. I I, I would never have guessed that Seth Rollins would have been the star out of that. I thought for sure it would have been Dean Ambrose, but. Now we see how lazy Dean Ambrose is in the ring. And with 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 Roman Reigns, I didn't dislike him at first. I mean, when at, at uh, Royal Rumble that they did in uh, was it Pittsburgh? Yeah, when everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win, yeah. and then Rey Mysterio came out last, and then everyone hated yep. Rey Mysterio yeah, for that. But then people were cheering for Roman Reigns because they wanted him to win, and instead Batista went over. Yep. I was a fan of Roman Reigns then. But fast forward a year, when he actually won in Philly, I couldn't stand him then. And for me, it has a lot to do with when he cuts a promo, it, you can tell he's reading someone else's words. Yep. And it doesn't, he doesn't do it well. Um. I don't find him. I, I I used to find him entertaining in the ring. I used to like his in ring style. Now I don't like it. I don't like it because it's not. He's 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 become the guy that does the five or six things, and that's all he does. And that's enough. He, he has become 
basically what everyone complained about Cena being. Yeah. When Cena wasn't really even that. Exactly. Um, like I everyone used to say, oh, he has his five moves of doom or whatever. I, I personally, and that's all he does. Yeah. Reigns, that, right. that literally is all Reigns does. Yeah. <laughs> I, I personally hate when he pumps his hand before he punches, does the Superman punch. I don't like the setup. The Superman punch I thought was great when he just busted it out and you didn't see it coming because it was out of nowhere. And ah. that's when it's the best. But when he takes the time to set it up and load up his hand first, it's stupid. Yeah. You know, like it's I just yeah, I, I don't like I don't like how I don't like the telegraphing of it. It doesn't it doesn't get me excited. I don't it's in it, the opposite can be said with Randy Orton. And maybe it's just the way Randy Orton does it. But when he does that thing where he turns and he drops, like he's gonna, you know, do the delivery, you know, like he's gonna go for an RKO. I don't know why, but I like it. I think that's cool. I like, I like the way he sets that up. But there's just something about, you know, Reigns when he does that now. <laughs> do you all remember when the Ascension came out and said they were better than the Road Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone <laughs> shit on him for it and booed him, and it basically killed them. Why is it then that Roman Reigns is coming out and saying he's better than The Undertaker and that he's using The Undertaker's catchphrases and on and on? And, and you know, the commentators announced team are getting behind him. I, I don't know. See what I mean? I, like, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, like Roman Reigns, like The Undertaker is the, one of the quote-unquote most beloved characters that we've had. <laughs> People love The Undertaker on yeah. and on and on. And yet Roman Reigns beat him. Yeah, he beat him. In WrestleMania, okay, it happened. Um, yeah, he he beat a hundred and eight year old broken down Undertaker. Well, Congratulations! Exactly, that's the thing. He beat an Undertaker that, and here, you know, and to the, to me, like, did Undertaker tank that on purpose? Looking back, like, did he purposely look bad so that way when Roman Reigns beat him, that he didn't actually beat anybody, and it didn't matter? <laughs> I'm gonna say no, because if you look back at the last few times the Undertaker's been in stuff, he did yeah. not look mobile. I think the last good match he had was his match with CM Punk. CM Punk, yep. yeah. Even his one with Bray Wyatt was okay, but the last good match he had was his match with CM Punk. Yeah. But anyway, so now you have Roman Reigns is going around saying this is his yard and using The Undertaker's quotes, and, and people are booing him. But that's the other thing that drives me nuts, is like he basically completely and totally acts like a heel. Talks yeah. like a heel, acts like a heel, he's doing heel-like shit. The fans are booing him not because he's a heel, but because they don't like him. And and the WWE is maintaining, oh no, he's the face, he's the good guy, he's the face of the country, he's the big dog. You know, the con. And, and I don't get it. And that's the other thing that I think that drives me nuts about the whole thing is that when the fans are chanting "Die, Rocky, Die," they turn him heel. The announcers aren't; they're still not trying to force him down your face as a baby face, and the announcers getting behind him because he's it's making the announcers look stupid. Like I can't stand listening to JBL anymore. I used to love listening to JBL call commentary because he was funny and insightful, and I loved how he picked on Michael Cole. I thought it was fantastic. Now he makes himself look like an ass mm -hmm. because I hear him talk up Roman Reigns and oh the big dog's coming and on and on and on, and I'm just I, I I'm not buying any of it. I'm not buying any of it. You know, if they just turned him heel, let him become the arrogant prick like he was when he was in Florida Championship Wrestling, changed his quote-unquote move set, I mean, and let him go back? Like, if, if, they, if they just backpedaled with him and changed him up a little bit and actually made him a heel, people would probably like him again. 
and not detest him and not want to change the channel when he comes out or fast forward. Yeah. Ronnie? Or not or not like him. Right. On purpose, you know what I mean? And not yeah. just boo him because he was out there and right. <clears throat> they were bored. Right. Like with John Cena, okay? People booed Cena, people cheered Cena. No one cheers Roman Reigns. When you have half the crowd booing Cena and half the crowd cheering Cena, that's one thing, you know? And and the thing is, with that, yeah. he made a game out of it. He did. He made a game was, out of it. Yeah. You know, but Roman, it's he just, it, that's not him. He's no. not going to do it. He wouldn't even think to do it. No. <clears throat> it's just with Roman, too, like, you know, his delivery of his promos. I mean, they're just, it's horrid because it's not, he needs a manager. He needs someone to talk for him. Mm-hmm. And they don't have managers anymore, I realize. But he needs a manager. He needs someone to do his talking for him, like Brock Lesnar does. Because Brock yes, can't exactly. talk. And so Paul Heyman does his talking for him. Roman Reigns can't talk. When he does, it's not... You know he's reading someone else's words. Like, it's blatantly obvious. It's just bad. You know, even Dean Ambrose. Like, I'm sure they just give Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. I mean, those guys can both talk. Yeah. You know, um... Agreed. Anyways, so that's that's why I don't like Roman Reigns. Was that one Good of reason. the questions, or is that just... That was, uh, Carolyn wanted to know why uh, I don't okay. like him. And I said we'd answer it this week, because Twitter doesn't have enough characters. So. Perfect. All right, go ahead with your questions, Ronnie. All right. Who wants to go first? These are some heavy hitting questions, let me tell you. All right, well, just 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 throw it out there. Just start. We'll see who answers. Uh, all right, Mike, because he knows more. <laughs> are you a heel or babyface guy, and has it changed since when you first started watching wrestling? Um, I mean, I guess I'm a heel. I don't know. I I've always just watched a match and <clears throat> liked who I like. Rather they're a heel or a baby face, I just I like it depends on the wrestler. You know? Okay. Like I've yeah, never been like when I was a little kid, I was a Hulkamaniac because I'm a little kid and Because I'm you're an idiot. Because I'm a stupid <laughs> little kid. No. But like I loved Hogan but at the same time I loved the four horsemen. You know, and I love Tully Blanchard right, yeah. and Flair and Arn Anderson. Right. So for yeah. me, I don't just boo the I, I don't just root for a heel because they're heel or root for a babyface because they're babyface. I just root for who I like. Rather they be heel, rather they be babyface, I don't care. I just root for who I like. Okay. See, but, I, like, nine times out of ten, which guy is it, though? Because there's got to be more, outweighs more, right? I'm, I'm 100% heel. When, you're, when you're Mike was here? heel, when, when so Mike was, uh, cheering for Hulk Hogan I was the guy rooting for Roddy Piper but I was rooting for Roddy Piper too that's the thing nope like, you said Hulk Hogan so you don't get the change <laughs> no I'm, what you I'm know, saying when, is I root for guys I like I wasn't like oh that's a baby face so I gotta, you I know, gotta cheer I, for them and... I was obsessed with the Rockers when I was younger and when Shawn Michaels put Janetti through the glass I was a Shawn Michaels fan Okay, Marty so Jannetty he could whatever I loved you know? the Rockers when I was a kid and when Shawn Michaels put Marty Jannetty through the glass I was like awesome and then he came out as the boy toy wearing chaps with his gay little hat and his, 
and everything else like that. And I was like, what? And so I was like, Michelle Michaels isn't cool anymore. And then when he started becoming, uh, when when he won, even when they won the belt, I was just like, meh. But then when he turned heel and yeah, started I mean, with for, DX, I was like, yeah. And it's the same thing for me. I like, you know, when when Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart were feuding over the IC belt. Yep. I was more in Mr. Perfect's corner. I, I and too when, was more in Mr. Perfect's when corner. When Bret Hart, you know, was like the Canadian hero, I was a hundred percent behind them. <laughs> you know, it, I, I don't know what it is, but like now like nowadays I mean if you look at the people I find, you know, the most entertaining. Yeah. The revival are heels. Yeah. Kevin Owen is a heel. Yeah. You know, AJ I guess is kind of a heel. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, like the the main people that I really like, the majority of them are definitely the heels. Mm-hmm. I guess I would have to agree with that when it comes to yeah. like WWE. But like yeah. when I go to an yeah, yeah, show, I mean, look, right? When I when Dalton I go to Castle's a heel, he's the greatest of all time. Dalton Castle's a baby face, sir. No, he's not. He is a baby face. I know. Sorry. But no, when I but, like when I go to an indie show, like depending on who's in the ring, like for instance, we got like, you know, like say Jay Freddy against Chris Dickinson. I don't know who I could pick between the two because I like them both, so I probably just cheer them both right. through the whole match. Um, well, yeah, there, there are definitely times like that. Yeah, you know, like I I was a huge Macho Man fan and a huge Jake Roberts fan, and when they were feuding, it was like uh, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, right. come on, he had the cobra biting into his arm. That was awesome. Uh, Jake Roberts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Jake you know, Roberts all the way. But, you know, like, there are times like that where there are two people and you're just like, I don't even know who to root for. Yeah, like like, when, like AJ and Shinsuke it, Nux coming up. Right. Uh, when that happens, it's like, yeah. I mean, I just I just want either of them to get hurt at that point. Exactly, right. yes. You know, yeah. I want I just want to watch an awesome match. I don't care either way. <laughs> Can we? Well, like, can, all right, so, from, like, real ahead. quick, I'm sorry, going to the New Japan for the same snare. Like, Okada versus Omega at both Dominion and Russell Kingdom, I was rooting for Omega. But I like Okada. And then Okada again like Okada against uh, I guess yeah, everyone Okada's wrestled recently, I've been rooting for the other guy. <laughs> when he took on Minoru Suzuki, when he took on uh, Shibata, you know, I was I was rooting for them, but I like Okada. He's clearly a great wrestler. I like seeing him as champion, you know, but uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I guess I, I guess I favor the heel now after we talk about it, but I'm more along. I just like who I like. See, that's why why you guys do this every week, and I try to hop on when I can because it's therapy, right? <laughs> we just worked out your problem. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? All right, Aaron, start us off on this one. Uh-oh. And you can't use the person that we just ran it on for 20 minutes as an Uh-oh. answer. Okay. So what one wrestler growing up or now can you not stand? The Rock. Wow, you didn't, didn't even hesitate. Didn't even have to, didn't <laughs> I have to think. Why? I I don't know. I never liked The Rock. I don't know why. And there it's actually, you know what? It's a toss up between him and DDP. Uh, I hate DDP. It's just like it's an irrational hatred that I have for the guy. I don't think he's a good wrestler. His matches always <laughs> bored the heck out of me. 
his moves were other people's moves and it never an irrational it hatred. never it never <laughs> once did anything for me to see him in a ring and when he puts up his hands to do the diamond cutter i just want somebody to chop off his hands <laughs> i i don't know what it is i just i mean he's a cool guy <laughs> you know he's done all you know, like great things after his wrestling career yeah but I, I do not like him in the ring. Not at all. Uh, for me, it was Buff Bagwell. Okay. Back in the day, I hated Buff Bagwell. Whenever he came on the TV, I just wanted to change the channel. I couldn't stand it. Now, was that just when he was Buff Bagwell, or did Sorry. you hate Marcus Alexander Bagwell? I, I, I was not a big fan of Marcus <laughs> Alexander Bagwell either. Okay. I did not like the American males. American males. American <laughs> I, I will admit, American when he... When he first came on the scene, yeah, I I didn't like him, but I didn't mind him. Yep. But when when it was him and and Big Papa Pump, oh, I was like, oh, are you kidding me with this? Uh, garbage, <laughs> garbage. No, I, I was not a fan of, of of Marcus Alexander Bagwell. I hated when they teamed him with Two Cold Scorpio because I love Two Cold Scorpio. Yep. Uh, and it was just like, why? <laughs> why old Scorpio? Um, when The Undertaker was doing his uh, ministry business, like when he became the corporate ministry and he had that weird goatee and he'd cut those long, boring-ass promos, <laughs> was not a fan. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Was not a Who's fan yours, of that either. Who's mine? Yeah. yeah. And um, well, no, yeah. Which we can't use that answer. So... Um, back when I was a kid I don't know it like flip flop for me but Buff Bagwell was definitely in there <laughs> just because I couldn't stand it because you were jealous of his physique yes I wasn't the stuff right <laughs> but it was just like one time like you know how he came out with his no shirt on and his top hat and everything and he like did a little come on yeah, and and he did a little dance coming down the ramp. The ramp. One time, I just wished that like his baby oil from his chest got on the ramp, and he just <laughs> fell and broke his neck. <laughs> well, he did. He did injure his neck in the ring from a, a faulty bulldog. So, yeah, I mean, n- oh, nasty. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of got your wish there. Yeah, and and um, Paul Rougeau. Jacques huh. Rougeau. Or Jacques Rougeau, yes. But, you know, you didn't that was kind of like one of the things. I didn't, yeah, it just didn't do anything for me. And like, oh, my goodness, come on. Is cattle prod in jail? I was not a fan of the oddities. <laughs> um, yeah. Next question. So, next question. Mike, we're back to you. Alrighty. So this is like a follow-up from one that Aaron asked us. Uh-oh. But so I asked Aaron asked us which um, single wrestler did we like that not everybody else liked, uh-huh. right? That wasn't over. So like our answers couldn't be, be Hulk Hogan or Savage or whatever, right? <clears throat> so what what is the tag team that you liked that wasn't the most popular? He liked the oddities hated the oddities that, that's no a you faction. just said you liked the oddities I, I did not not like even a tag team that's a faction that's a faction 
You mean like in like like what time frame? Like like okay, for example, my favorite tag team growing up, yeah, Billy was, the Chuck. Killer, was the Killer Bees. The Killer um, Bees, yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I think a really underrated tag team in the WWF in that time frame was like Power and Glory. Yep. I don't that know why, but they were a great tag team. Paul because Roma? Paul Roma was awesome. Say Paul Roma <laughs> was a great wrestler. I do not agree with him being a member of the Four Horsemen, only because you took he was positioned as a job guy in the WWE, and then now he's a member of the Horsemen. I didn't buy it even then. Like I thought that was stupid. Didn't make any sense. Um, but like I, Paul Roma is like really good in the ring, really athletic. God, I love like, their finishing move too. Yeah. But I thought Power and Glory is a great underrated tag team then, and then later, Furnace and LaFon. Okay. Uh, hmm. Doug Furnace, Phil LaFon, uh, they yeah. were, like, wasted in the WWE. Absolutely wasted in the WWE. If you watch some of their matches from Japan, the holy crud. Amazing. Absolutely amazing what the stuff they were Kind of like the VOD villains were? Yeah. 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 Or, like, how American Alpha is now that they're up on SmackDown as opposed to when they are in NXT. Wait, they're up on SmackDown? Allegedly, yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. I haven't seen them in like <laughs> they're MIA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or even actually, let's go one step further. The Shining Stars, the yeah. you know the the whatever the uh, the El Ma- the Matadors, whatever you know the Colognes. Right. Great tag team, really good tag team, but you know dumped all over. So. Yep, I agree. Aaron. <clears throat> yeah, no, I power and glory, man. And, and another one. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were two two very popular guys, I guess. But I, I don't know what it was. I love Strike Force. Oh, yeah. Strike Force oh, was great. Oh, yeah. 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 Tito Santana and uh, Rick Martel. Yeah, Strike yeah. Force was, was a fantastic. great team. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then Rick Martel and Tom Zink, the Can Am Connection. I thought oh. they were a good tag team. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. But yeah, Power and Glory, like, they were a great tag team. Like, they, they you know. Never had a chance getting the belts around their waist, clearly. But I thought Power and Glory was a great tag team, even with their stupid sunglasses. <laughs> Come on. Any, anyone that has Slick accompanying them to the ring is okay in my book. I like Slick. And also, that's not true, because I hated most of the people he managed. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> All right. Aaron, next question. You ready? Yes. Okay. Wait, no. Wait, yes. Here it comes anyways. So, which wrestling moment, and not a big moment, I mean, I guess it could be, because it's your opinion, what wrestling moment do you remember the most as a kid, or in the last couple of decades? So, I guess any time in wrestling, basically. Like, say... <laughs> How old do you think I am? <laughs> well, a couple of decades, at least. Yeah. Um no, but like say, you know, we put on the Facebook thing that like last week was the pipe bomb promo, right? Or right. two days ago, actually. Yep. Or the beginning of the week was uh, the birth of Austin 316, right? <clears throat> so well, like one one of those big impactful moments. The the first moment, and I mean this is probably one of the biggest ever in the history of wrestling, mm-hmm. is I remember as a kid watching hulk hogan slam andre the giant mm-hmm. okay yeah and you know that's it's something that you know back when you think it's real uh-huh. you know and, and everything and you're i don't even remember how old i was back then maybe eight or so well it was 1987 
Oh yeah, so I would have been like eight or nine. Yeah. And okay. uh, <clears throat> you know, but like back then, you're just like, oh my god, like it's impossible. There's it's impossible. There's no way. And then he does it, and you're just like, mind is blown. And now you're just like, oh well, basically he just kind of flipped himself up in the air. But um, that one definitely stands out. And I, for me, I, hmm, I want to say the the other moment that like really 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 stands out in my head is um hmm i i guess i'll bring him up because no one brings him up much anymore but when when benoit won the world title okay. and he turns around and eddie guerrero standing with his title yeah yeah and the two of them just get that look like you know hey we we were in wcw getting shit on and now we are the champions, yeah. you know, over here. Yeah, right. And they that big hug and like all the confetti shit and everything going on. Yeah. Well, if you remember when I was well, just a little while ago talking about Cody Rhodes and the emotion and everything. Yeah. That's another thing right there. You know, when Benoit won the belt, you know, it meant something. Like he's bawled his eyes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it meant something to him. Like literally, he worked twenty years for this because. Just a couple years before that, when he won the WCW title, oh Sid, yeah, he basically just like threw it away. He didn't even he did not have the same reaction. You know what I mean? It was it was not yeah. the same type of reaction when he won the belt. Then I mean he won it, and then the next day he quit the company. So I mean like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're right. When he turned around, there's Eddie, and then they embraced and everything. That was awesome. That was an awesome moment. Yeah, yep, I agreed. Um, Mike. I don't know. I, I guess like it. Uh... I mean, it doesn't have to. It, it could be a big moment just for you. I right, mean, right? Because um, like for me, I would say like my one of my favorite moments as a kid or a big moment as a kid is I remember how pissed off I was when Randy Savage turned on Hogan because of Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. With love yeah. in his eyes. <laughs> in his eyes. Look at that. He touched her bottom. Um. You know, I, I guess for me, like, uh, you know, watching, uh, it was on a, I thought it was a Superstars of Wrestling, but apparently it was not. It was on the old All-Star Wrestling show. And for me, it was when when uh, Ho- when Paul Orndorff turned on Hogan. They were wrestling the Moondogs, and for whatever reason, uh, no, sorry, they wrestled the Moondogs, and then, yeah, and then, and then for whatever reason... Orndorff turned on Hogan, and he started, and he gave him the pile driver in the ring, and then Bundy and you know Bundy and Stud came out and everything, and yeah, that was that was a big thing that stirred my mind when 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 uh, when Orndorff turned on Hogan. Um, when he joined the Heenan family. When he joined the Heenan family, yeah. and it led to their cage match at Saturday Night's main event, and then they did the double finish, and I remember this very vividly when I was a kid, and I was watching this because you know they did the double finish when they when they hit the floor at the same time, okay. Mm-hmm. Both the referees, the evil Danny Davis, and then the good guy Joey Morella, they were saying like, "Oh no, you know Hogan won. No Orndorff won. Hogan won. Orndorff won." And then they ordered the match restarted. And this is the first chink in the armor of Hulk Hogan that I saw. And I remember even asking my dad like, "Why is he acting that way?" And when they ordered the match to be restarted, and if you watch, Orndorff is the aggressor. Orndorff is the one going after Hogan getting him back in the ring. Hogan is begging off 
like you know to not be put back in the ring and i and, and i'm just like what the fr-? i'm like i'm like why is hogan begging why why is it right. why, why? and my dad's like oh because you know he he thinks he already won the match i'm like yeah but they told him he didn't it was a tie and they have to start the match over why is he refusing like is this is hulk hogan he's supposed to be you know say your prayers eat your vitamins big tough guy always defeats the bad guy you know on and on and on and there he is begging off you know right. to not right. go in the ring and that was I became that is the that was like the start of my downward slide from liking Hogan. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And then another moment that stands in my mind that I was just like, "What the hell was that?" Was the first time I saw Muda spit mist in someone's face. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd never <laughs> seen anything like that before. He cheated to win, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. When when Hogan begged off from from Paul Orndorff, I was just like, "What? That's not who? Like, you know what I mean? He wasn't wasn't Hogan." Go back and watch it. He did. He begged off. Stands on my mind. Thirty years later. Anyways. (laughs) All right, Aaron. This is for you. Uh oh. Since we're coming up on Great Balls of Fire. Jesus Christ. What, in your opinion, is the worst pay-per-view name? December to Dismember. Yep. (laughs) Well, only because the actual name of the pay-per-view is cool, but then the actual pay-per-view itself is the worst pay-per-view ever. (laughs) Yeah, it was not good. (laughs) But no, like, I I don't know. I I, I never understood the in-your-house name. Like, I mean, it was cool when they gave them all, like, the subtitles, like, in your house, oh. mind games, and you're yeah. just like, all right, that's kind of okay. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I just... Well, in your house is supposed to be, like, December. a live show that happened in your house, right? Exactly. But, yeah, December to Dismember, for me, is the, the dumbest of all the pay-per-view names. I hated, huh. like, uh, Greed and Sin... And okay. the, the last WCW of the pay per view names, yeah, those last oh, ones like that. Also, when remember when instead of the Great American Bash, they just called it the Bash. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. That was pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited when they brought the name back, the Great American Bash, because I always thought that was a cool name for a wrestling show. Yeah, just yeah, there's like a bunch Starcade. of cool ones. Like yeah. Halloween Havoc was cool. Even Fall Brawl was a cool name. Yes, yeah. Fall Brawl. You got Summer Slam. Follow that up with Fall Brawl. Like, yeah. why are they? Why do we have stupid pay per view names like Roadblock? Yeah. You know. I, okay. Yeah. Call that one. And why can't we have a December pay per view named Starcade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who no. knows? No. Yeah. Probably because they know it's not going to be as awesome as the old Starcades were. <laughs> I have a blog I'm currently authoring right now that pretty much shows that Starcade wasn't as good as Remember. Well, all right. Well, I stand corrected, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Like, we're, we definitely have some fond memories of Starcade, but if you want to compare Starcade side-by-side side with WrestleMania, after, like, Starcade 87, Starcade really goes downhill. Yeah. So, so on the flip side... Yeah. Gimmicky names. Yeah. Not really... Not, like, the big four... Right for WrestleMania Royal Rumble Survivor Series, what is your favorite pay per view name? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I'd have to go with um, December to Dismember. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it's a great My name. Uh, Honestly, I like, I like 
for for me, for example, I like backlash. Now, some of the backlashes themselves haven't been awesome. Yep. But I like the reason why it's called backlash, right? Because yep. it's so that makes sense. I mean, it's not the coolest name, but it makes sense. So that would be my answer. I would say, hmm. I you know what? I would probably go with um. Oh shit! What was the one? Who made? I just it? forgot the name. The one, <laughs> the one in Canada, Ca- uh, Canadian Stampede. Oh, Canadian Stampede. Yeah. Okay. I like that one just because it was, you know, like a nod to. See, you know, I, every- I, 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 I would agree with you on that one. I enjoyed that name as well because of Stampede Rustling, because yeah. um, that actual when it takes place, that they, they, they have the, <laughs> the the festival up there called the Canadian Stampede, like they're, you know what I yes. mean. So mm-hmm. that was a cool one. I don't know. I thought WCW had some great pay per view names, like we just talked about, like Starcade, Super Brawl, Slambury, um, Great American. You like Slambury? I thought the, I think Slambury was a cool name. Okay. I like what? their Lethal Lotteries. They actually had a Lethal Lottery pay-per-view, like one of them. <laughs> Two of them, I think. No, like the name of it was like Lethal Lottery. I think they only did one. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm thinking of Battle Bowl. They did one pay-per-view oh. called Battle Bowl once. Yeah. Back when they did like this, you know, they were doing weird, like yeah. the uh, Music Weirdness. City Showdown. <laughs> and, yeah. Anyways, but I don't know why you don't like Slambury. Uh, like Slammiversary and Slambury to me just seems like sin or greed. You know, it's kind of cheesy kind of thing for me. That's fine, but probably Starcade and Great American Bash, non WWE mm. ones. I think probably the, kind of the two of the coolest names. Um, if you want to talk about the ECW pay per view names. Hmm. I mean, they were, yeah, I was like, just trying to think if any of those guilty were... Guilty as like, charged, anarchy yes, rules, charged. November to yeah. remember. Probably November to remember. Only yeah. rhymes, but... Yeah. Also, oh. well, December to dismember. Yeah. But One Night Stand? No? When they did it the first time, yeah, but when you See, do but it as, again... As like it, yeah. Two Night Stand? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. You just change it to extreme rules. And well, just... it could always be a one-night stand, right? Because you don't have yeah. the same rematch. Right, right. True. So, so Michael Labe. Yeah. Your favorite pay-per-view of all time, card one, or match one, two, we're going off the air. My favorite pay-per-view of all time from top to bottom? Yep. (sighs) I guess SummerSlam 2002. Hmm. You had Shawn Michaels' Michaels' return against Triple H. You had Brock and Rock. You had uh, Kurt Angle against Rey Mysterio. You had Ric Flair against Chris Jericho. I mean, even The Undertaker and Test was good. Um, Mm -hmm. That was just a great show that's kind of stood my mind for a really, really long time, top to bottom. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been other pay-per-views like I don't know the best in the world. I just went to Ring of Honor. That show was awesome, top to bottom. Um, right. But I don't like trying to think off the top. I mean, there's a lot of pay-per-views to choose from, but that well, one just kind of stood out my just, mind. Yeah, that's and that's what I was going for. Yeah. Is like which ones actually like that you could watch over and over and over again. That was great. 
air on? Um, see, it's a tough one. I, I think overall, I would probably say <clears throat> I got to go with WrestleMania four just because I love a one night tournament. And that was awesome. You know, it's hilarious. The, In the my quality brain, I hear you saying that <laughs> the, the quality of it all was not wonderful looking back at it but i mean at the time it was great um and when you rented it it was two tapes for one one price <laughs> absolutely uh geez. um i don't even i can't even think i think the ecw's barely legal was great when the one where uh taz and sabu finally had the match oh their first ever pay-per-view yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was really great. Yeah. Uh, trying to think, there one of the Summer Slams I really loved was it 2002. The one I just named. It, yeah, that's the one that you said. That's where Brock and Rock met for the first time. Shawn Michaels made his return against uh, Triple H. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho against Ric Flair. Ones. I mean, that was a great card, top to bottom. Yeah. The. Um, Money in the Bank 2011 was really good. Oh, the CM Punk? With CM Punk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those... I mean, I, th- I think those are probably... Yeah, those are probably my picks. All right. Maybe WrestleMania 17 is up there. That's yeah. that's one of the gimmick Battle Royal, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I yeah, believe I think so. so. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because right. that, well, you know, that was also the the TLC match, and it was, um, oh, what was it? I don't even remember. Real, real quick, uh, Clash of the Champions won, although not a pay per view. Pretty awesome show. So, mm. oh yeah. Last three questions, and the last one is a kicker. Okay. So. In person or not, which match surprised you of how good it was because you weren't really looking forward to it at all? So it could have been wrestler A and wrestler B, and you're like, oh, that doesn't interest me at all. But then when you actually watched it, you're like, damn, that match was actually pretty good. Uh, CM Punk and John Cena main eventing Raw. In Baltimore, maybe? Is that where CM Punk busted out the pile driver? The pile driver, yeah. yeah. It was like a 30-minute match yeah. on Raw. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I love CM Punk. And at the time, I was like, fuck Cena. I'm just like, I'm so <laughs> done with this guy. But, you know, then they have this match, and you're just like, god damn, that guy can go. Um, you know, and, and the entire match was just incredible. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Cena from Raw when they were in England. It was their like return match or second match, whatever's follow-up match after they stunk out WrestleMania in the main event. Yeah. Uh, okay. You remember the WrestleMania match where they were like that? It was just wasn't good. They just didn't mix. Didn't you know click. I mean? Yeah. Like uh, Undertaker versus Batista. That match, like I thought that match was gonna suck. Mm-hmm. on WrestleMania and I was blown away just how good that match was 
mm-hmm. and then when we get to Shawn Michaels and 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 John Cena, which I thought would be a good match, was terrible. <laughs> and then they had the return match on Raw, and they went an hour, which you didn't expect. Yeah. Um, and then Shawn Michaels got the win clean after a super kick, even though it was a non-title match. Like at the 58-minute mark, I mean, I, I was shocked about that one, kind of blown away by it. So that, I guess, that one. Okay. Because for me, I most recently, I think it was, and it's kind of funny that we all have him in in this, but it's the AJ Cena match. Oh yeah, uh, where, where AJ won the belt, yeah, retained the belt or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I I think another one. Yeah, you know, I mean everyone else in the match was was good, but the uh, the the four way with Big Cass. Oh yeah, 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 that was good. That you know, I remember being like, why is he in this match? And then you're watching it, you're like, you know what, this guy's putting up a show. Yeah. You know, he's doing really really good. Or kind of like the three-way with Baron Corman, right? Oh yeah, 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 yes. that one too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. One, wait, the one was it Baron Corbin had a match with. Uh, was it the same match? Was it the one that was with Styles and Cena or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Baron Corbin yeah, like, yeah. really shined in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He, it, you know, he was in there with the other veteran guy, so. Yeah. At, fir- at first, you're like, oh, they're just making him look good. And then, like, halfway, maybe two, three minutes in, you're like, no, that dude's yeah, actually, like, holding his own. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was kind of the same at the uh, the NXT TakeOver with uh, the Revival and DIY and the Authors of Pain in the Triple Threat. No, okay. I don't think so. I don't think, that's, I don't think that's the same at all. No, no. no I mean, for me, <laughs> I'm saying... Because I went in being like, you know what? Something's going to happen, and the authors of Pain are going to eliminate somebody real early on, and then the matches is going to suck. Yeah. But I thought that match was amazing. You until, know, like the authors in, helped their own. Until, uh, well, until DIY got eliminated, until the revival got eliminated, you mean? Yeah. And then the, the but, authors the, looked bad? Yeah. But, and then you they know, the spent first, the whole match it, not being able to climb up the ladders, and then all of a sudden they just basically jumped up the ladders? All right, and and the fact that they actually didn't even need to stand on the fucking ladders to grab the belts—that that, yeah, that five star classic is what you're talking about. It's a five star classic. Oh, the match is better than saying. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. So he it went from two stars to thought. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I thought the match so, was good until the revival were eliminated, and then you really saw that the authors really suck. So, anyways, go ahead, Ronnie. <laughs> Second to last question. Mike what? is my least favorite. You're my favorite. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Best entrance. Ooh. Ever? Like singular no. entrance or like or... singular, right? Like, um, for example, you got Shawn Michaels scaling down, <laughs> or you have Bobby Roode being lifted up, or oh, you have uh, Triple H wearing the skull mask getting carried down, or you have the Will the real John Cena please stand up? And he has all the John Cena's lined up. And he runs down. Man. That's a tough one. My favorite everyday entrance right now is Dalton Castle. Yes. Okay. Okay. So for everyday entrance, come into the ring, uh, Dalton Castle. And then followed shortly or second or right after there by Nakamura. 
Okay. Um, just because his music and everything. And then I guess I would say Finn Balor, even with or without the demon, I just enjoy his music. I enjoy the way he comes to the ring, the fan interaction with it all. So those three guys with Dalton Castle on top, in that order. In that Dalton, order. Nakamura, and then um, Finn Balor. So oh, Bobby Roode? Everyday entrances. Then put Bobby Roode at the end of that. The current everyday <laughs> entrances, you know what I mean? It's definitely Dalton, right, yeah. and then, yeah. Um, but, like, all-time coolest entrance. Gosh. What about you, Aaron? Like, everyday entrance. Everyday entrance. I mean, it's got to be Dalton Castle, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it has to be. Right. Um, that, or when I was a kid, the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, because yeah. I just, the, the, <laughs> the freaking energy <laughs> that that guy had. Right. You know, I mean, you have events where everyone is getting carted down to the ring, you know, because the ring, <laughs> the, the entryway is like <laughs> yeah. eight miles long, and yeah. everyone's riding in on the thing, and then his music hits, and he just comes charging out and runs around like a lunatic, and you're just like, this is the best. Yeah. Probably one of the coolest Ultimate War entrances of all time was when he did the run in to help Hogan when Hogan was getting beat at WrestleMania 7. When Hogan's getting beat up by Sid and Papa Shango, and the yeah. entranceway actually had like a corner into it. And you oh, know, yeah. that camera shot where the camera's and all of a sudden the elder just comes running around the corner, running down the aisle. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an amazing visual. Yeah. Um, oh, my favorite all time. I mean, it's probably got to be. I mean, you could break it down to older to uh, now if you want. <laughs> I mean, HBK coming down on the zip line was spectacular. Yeah. Because that was yeah. like, you know, one of the first times that you ever saw anything like that. Yep. Uh-huh. But I think my all-time favorite entrance, and it's actually with two people, the um, Shawn Michaels-Undertaker WrestleMania match, where Shawn Michaels, like, descends from the heavens. Yeah. And the Undertaker, like, comes up from hell. Yeah. Yeah. That That whole thing was amazing. I mean, Undertaker always had great yes, entrances. I've, yeah. I, I've witnessed a few great Undertaker entrances myself, but, um, you know, but, but, you know, like very rarely do you have both people get yeah. awesome entrances in the same match. And right, that, yeah. that definitely stands out in my mind. So I guess for me, um, the entrance, I saw this one in person and because of the emotion of all and what it meant and the event and everything else, I, 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 I got emotional. I got I got the goosebumps and the hair raising up, and I cried a little bit because whatever. It, I'm a man. It I'm was Gilbert coming down and getting burned by the sparklers. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, it was uh, WrestleMania 24, Ric Flair's entrance. Oh. Right? Yeah, I was there in Orlando for that, and when he came out, like he cut the little promo first, and then Shawn Michaels, you know, has his entrance. And Ric Flair comes out, and he's got that awesome robe on, reminiscent of Starcade '83. And, you know, he, he comes out and he's he raises his robe. He opens it up and everything like he does. And then the fireworks go off. And it's like a 4th of July fireworks display going off as he's walking to the ring. Okay. And just the whole thing, like the whole thing together. Like I'm talking about it now and I'm actually getting chills now thinking about it. I'm probably going to have to watch it tonight now. But just <laughs> the whole thing. Like to me, that was just like amazing. That was like, look how much they respect this guy you know i mean and and everything else and then of course he has to tarnish it all by coming back and rustling hogan in australia and then going to tna 
which happened, right. Aaron. And right. uh, what? No. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for me that was just amazing because it was Ric Flair, greatest of all time. So. All right. So, last question to end the show, or maybe not. I don't know. Probably. But <laughs> get ready for work. What is your favorite theme? And you have to sing at least one line of it. Oh, that's tough. I mean, it's got to be Kurt Angle singing Shawn Michaels' Sexy Kurt. (laughs) 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 And at at the Hall of Fame, at the Hall of Fame, singing it with the crowd was the highlight for me. Of the Hall of Fame this year. I'll make your ankle hurt. (laughs) Sexy Kurt. (laughs) That was pretty awesome. I mean, that was fantastic. That was pretty awesome. Um, Gosh. Entrance music is hard. There's been some iconic entrance music. Most of them don't have words. Right, yeah. I agree. Um, But the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, his WWF entrance music. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's just a common man, working hard. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I, you I know, love I, the opening. The the other one I always liked. I just like Macho Man coming down to pomp and circumstance. Oh yeah, yeah. That when that hit, ah, oh, so good. Yeah. Did you like uh, Steve Austin's Disturbed entrance music? No. Not really. It's weird sometimes seeing him come down to that when you're watching old stuff or seeing him come yeah. down to uh, mm. the regular. Yeah. Um, Chris Benoit, when uh, Our Lady Peace, when they updated his music. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty badass. It's too bad you never get to hear it anymore. Right, yeah. But that was pretty badass. Agreed. And then Edge's entrance music is really good. The Alter Bridge one or the Rob Zombie one? Edge, Edge had a lot of good ones. Yeah, but the, his last one. The Alter Bridge one is the On, on This Day, day. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one yeah. then, yeah. Okay. I don't know. There's something about, like, there's certain musics when it, when it fires up, you just get pumped up immediately. And especially, like, when you think about the Royal Rumble, it's like, oh, I'd love to hear that kick on. This might not be a popular answer, moment. but I loved when CM Punk had Cult of Personality. Oh, I loved that one, yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. It, it fit well. For me, like I was never a fan of that song, but no, I wasn't either. But, but when, when it, it hit, good, yeah. that was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the one thing, kind of like when you go to uh, like going to a WWE house show when the entrance music kicks on and it's familiar, you know, and you know who it is automatically, and it's blaring through the arena as they make the. I don't know. There's something about when you know when you watch old stuff and the guys run to the ring with no entrance music. It's not saying that's bad, but like, yeah, you know, entrance music yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and there's been some great ones. I think probably yeah. my first one ever that I I fell in that I I just loved loved uh, was Mr. Hogan's music. Mr. Perfects. Oh yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like that's that was that was some pretty grand music. But yes, Hogan's yeah. Real American. I had I had the wrestling album. Yeah, I loved money, 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 yeah. money. That's a good one too. That's a really good yeah. one. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> Everyone's gonna price. <laughs> yeah, see, that's just great stuff. Everyone's gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, Andrew's music is pretty pretty cool. I, I even the other day for whatever reason I, I kind of like I saw that next week on SmackDown they're gonna have a battle rap between the Usos and the New Day. Oh yeah, and guess who's not watching SmackDown? Yeah, well honestly, as I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, you know, what would be really cool is while they're out there sucking really bad. All of a sudden, the old uh, basic Thugonomics music kicked on, and that's oh, when Cena made his return. Well, he is supposed to be there on the July 4th well, SmackDown. Well, that's what I mean. So, so if, if basic Thugonomics kicked on, and Cena makes his return to his old music, and he comes out, and he, and he buries both of them, I'm like, I, I actually would probably love that. Yeah, because that would probably pop me. Yeah. I would, because so it made me look it up, and I because I remember, didn't he come out to that at some point recently? And as with his feud with his with The Rock, he did a... a he did a rock, sang a rock song, and then Cena did a rap. Yeah. It was a rock yeah. versus rap gimmick they did, and Cena came out to basic thugonomics, had a throwback jersey on, chain with a padlock around his neck, hat backwards. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, didn't they, didn't they like trade promos back and forth, like where one was not on set and one was off set or whatever? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it sounds familiar. So. <sighs> I thought it was cool when Cena had the. Uh, what was it? Rock had that like some sort of shirt, and then I think Cena came out with the one that, or, or even was the Miz maybe that came out that said "Live via satellite" or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So cool. Great questions, Ronnie. I guess I got to come up with some questions to ask you guys now. Seeing I'm the only one that hasn't done it. Well, I just thought it would, you know. Oh no, I thought it was great. To enjoy that episode, and then you know it sparks sidebars and whatever. So. No, I think it's absolutely fantastic. All right, guys. All right. Well, um, let's see here. No, next week was it July 9th is the next pay per view. We can talk about yeah, that next week. Yeah, it's not week. this week. It's next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about that then. Oh, real quick though, I do want to say this. <laughs> oh no. Um, I'm enjoying the Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar build. Oh, I'm, okay. Yes. I'm enjoying it more than I expected I would. Me too. That, I think that's that one is thing the, they're doing right right now. <laughs> that is the one part of Raw that I did not fast forward through all yeah. of. Yeah, I think that's one thing they're doing right <laughs> right now is the is the build for that. I actually, you know, I I didn't give two shits about Goldberg versus Lesnar from the first match to the last match. I will say though, their WrestleMania match I thought was the best interaction between the two. Yes. Um, WrestleMania twenty. No, I thought their no. WrestleMania match this year was better than their WrestleMania 20 match. Um, yeah. But that's that's how shitty the whole program was. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I will say I, I am thoroughly enjoying the Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar build. And to me, they have definitely made it that if Samoa Joe won the belt, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's, he's he, he unlike the unlike Goldberg, Joe is being presented as a credible contender for Brock. See, I still think that they're seeds of the new Triple H Evolution thingy nope. going nah, on. That's that's Not that's that, nah nah. I still think it is. Well, we shall see what happens. Because I, well, I'm just saying, you know, you had him and and. And then, and then, well, Kevin Owens is on SmackDown now, so that really doesn't work. But see, big, you already proved cast, yourself wrong. Big Cass can fill in that that role. Well, okay, so to talk about Cena one more time, I was just thinking this. 
Brock Lesnar, basically since he's returned, his better matches, his his best matches, have been against Cena and Triple H. Yeah. Even his but, first big match he had was Cena that he ended up losing. Or yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And then the one time that he destroyed Cena, like and gave him like. Oh, Saturn not or... that not that SummerSlam match. I was talking about oh, okay. like their Extreme Rules match where. He punched him in the head with a chain at the end to get the win and everything. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Okay. When he yeah. when Cena got like in the first twenty seconds, Cena got busted open with the elbow to the head. Right. And then by the end of it, Brock got busted open with a chain punch in the head and everything else. Like that was if you go back and watch that, that was a damn good match. Um, but Brock really hasn't had a whole lot of great matches on his return. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he's Brock and he looks like a badass. And I know what he can do. Every time he comes out, I get excited and I fall for it. Right. <laughs> I understand. So cool. All right, fellas, I'm gonna go get ready take, for work. All right, take us out, Aaron. Uh-oh. Or do you guys do that anymore? No, we do. Mike usually forgets what the name of the podcast is. That's my gimmick, on anyways. Um, yeah, but it, that's is he was a wrestler. His gimmick would be forgetting Twitter handles. Yep. <laughs> His that promos would be, would be like, oh I yeah, I'm trying I mean, to. I was trying to tweet to you, but I kept saying, I don't know what your Twitter is. <laughs> I know mine. I'm at Superstar ML. That's ML, not not NI? No, ML, like Mike Labby. See? Oh, I get it now. Yeah, now it makes sense. Yeah. Not milliliters. Right. And, and you're, you're at Aaron Espel. He's very, he's very into metrics. I am. I am. <laughs> we're the only ones, we're the only country that don't use them. But you're you're at Aaron S. Bell and Ronnie's at Ron Bar three sixteen. So I remember those right. things. It's just the show. Yep. Yeah. It's the show. The one numeric O N E K holds pod. It's close. Right? An O close. and then an E and then a K and then a, then and then the words pods and then hold, right? At yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the show's got a Facebook page too that's something similar. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. With some backslashes and whatnot. Oh, aren't we supposed to say something along the lines of like, there's a new, uh, a, a new um, web page coming up for the Nerdy Legion, and uh, you may have to. Uh, oh yes. Research and resubscribe on the show because the feed may change. Yes. Once the new web page is launched here in a couple weeks, so be on the lookout for that. Yes, that is correct. So we got that in there. Yep. So if you go to listen to the new episode of Thousand Holds Pod. Podcast of a Thousand Holds. <laughs> and it's not there. Research it and resubscribe. Yeah, yeah it's Nerdy Legion. N-E-R-D-I-E-L-E-J. Oh, oh um, Lee UN, sorry, Lee Jun. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, J U N. You're right, yeah. So are we like the Hardy Boys? Then? <laughs> Why would you say Z instead of S? That's just foolish. Yeah, I, I mean, come on, everyone knows how to spell boys. Right. Because B-U-O-Y-S. Vince Russo is our producer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Ronnie, Special I know you're thanks not to here our, a lot, but... Uh, our wonderful... 
Ronnie, our guest I, for tonight, I, Ron Barr. Ronnie, I know you're not always here, but uh, we close out by a silent pause, and then Aaron will or will not yell something, depending on if his kids are awake or asleep. They're all asleep, so someone else can shout something if you but want. We, but we know we still do a pause, and then Aaron will treat us with something, and then I laugh, and that's how it ends. There will be no laughing. <laughs> yes, there will. <laughs>